What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we cover everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. I'm a broken record, but that's what we do here. And uh, this is a This Week in Stacks episode, so we're covering everything that happened in the past week or so. I'm your host, Jake Blockchain, and uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Actually, it was a pretty busy week. Uh, last week was kind of slow, and I kind of chalked it up to like we're in a build mode. You know, everyone just heads down doing their thing. But there's a ton, ton, ton to uh, talk about today because everyone's been building, and now things are trickling out. So, first on the list is hyperchains. I announced last week on the episode that hyperchains had hit testnet, and uh, that was from a tweet that Muneeb and Trevor posted. But there was also a corresponding blog post, and it goes into some of what you can expect from Hyperchains. Um, first of all, it is live on Testnet. It's building blocks, it's doing the things. And they now have it slated for the first test case using some kind of NFT. I don't know if that's going to be plugged into one of the current marketplaces and some kind of like special collab, or they're going to do something like very distinct to try it out. But next month, in July, they're going to try uh, the first use cases where you can actually go on. And they also uh, made it known in this blog post how you're going to use hyperchains, meaning how you're going to get assets to and from it. And what it will look like is you will send uh, assets in a transaction over to the hyperchain. And then when you want to interact with those assets, you're going to change your network. So if you've used testnet before, you go into your hero wallet and on that top right button, you hit it and it will say switch account, create account. And usually you'll use that to switch accounts. So, you know, you can hide your NFTs on some sub account so that your main .BTC looks beautiful and sexy. But that third or fourth option down, it says uh, change network. And it's usually on mainnet by default. And if you were, say, using the Alex uh, testnet back when they were uh, stress testing the contracts, that's how you would get access to Alex back then. Is you would click change network and go from mainnet to testnet. That's how you're going to use hyperchains. So a new option will be there called hyperchains. And you'll switch that network. And then when you log into a site that has hyperchain functionality, that's how you interface with the network. So that was new. Um, super interesting. Also, they released a roadmap and I'll drop it into the description below if you want to uh, review it. But there were some notable things on there. One was next month is the first test case, but also for the rest of the year, they're aiming for Q1 next year of an official launch. And I think this is the first I've seen it, but Stacks 2.1 is slated for December. So that brings the potential. The biggest things it's gonna bring, as far as I know, is upgrades to clarity so devs will have more functionality to play with and what that means um, through some of those new tools is that we'll most likely get stacks mining pools finally so there's some increased functions coming um, i've heard this from seeing different blog posts talking to zan and in past interviews that there's some of the things you need in, in clarity 2.1 that make it so much easier to run a decentralized mining pool. So that's exciting. Uh, I think it also increases some of the connections to Bitcoin. So December, 
Uh, Stacks 2.1 is slated to come out. That's huge. Next on the list, uh, I had a fantastic interview with John Ennis, who is the founder of Neoswap. Highly, highly, highly recommend you go watch it. Um, basically, they're trying to create, they're trying to unlock liquidity across all kinds of markets. It's it's really insane. And they're starting with digital assets, namely NFTs, and they're doing these things called Neoswap parties, where you log into a party, you set your budget, you choose some NFTs you want to put up for trade, and uh, then the party starts, you can pick from NFTs people have put up, it uses some special AI algorithm, and then finds the perfect multi-way trade, depending on everyone who's in the room. So it could be like, you get one, I give three, they give me money, and you can just make this perfect trade. Anyway, John is uh, currently in the Stacks Accelerator. He has a mathematics uh, background, and yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where if you haven't tried Neoswap yet, no matter how much I sell you on it, it's not going to hit till you try it. So I'll say listen to that interview just to get you kind of excited about what, what to expect. But if you haven't joined a Neoswap party. So, but yeah, I dropped that last Friday. Uh, thank you to John for coming on. Next up, Project Indigo. Uh, this is the... AI, not AI, the NFT collection that's also an interactive game. And uh, they released the first two chapters a few months ago, and they've just been kind of heads down since then. And the way they were building, I guess, wasn't working. Um, it was hard to always kind of like ship the next chapter just in time. So they've been working a ton on more continuous story mode features and they're starting to come to life. So they dropped a trailer, which you can hit the link below to watch, but you can also go to projectindigonft.com and now you'll see an interactive map on the homepage and you can click it and you're starting to see more things pop up. So Project Indigo is coming to life, which is fun to watch. Uh, next up, we got updates from both of the big marketplaces, Byzantium and Gamma. Byzantium released a new update, what they call Trader View, where if you go to a collection page, so you go to Byzantium.xyz, you click the Megapont collection, and then there's like four buttons on top. There's like collection, Trader View, order book, and something else. You can click Trader View, and it will give you a whole suite of features that you could sort by. And one of the cooler ones is you can see a live view of how much uh, NFTs have been trading for in that collection over a set period of time. So you can see a window of like, in the past seven days, how many of these NFTs have sold? Like, are they moving? And then what's their price range? And you can see it just super easy. And you can highlight it, see the NFT, click on it, get more details, watch its price action. So if you're an NFT trader um, and you're doing this, you know, you wanna get data real, real quick, this is a fantastic, fantastic feature. So that was cool to see. And then on Gamma, Gamma's dropped a bunch of new features as well. One is you can now make offers on NFTs, which is cool. So now you don't just have to wait for someone to list it. Uh, you can go to any collection and any NFT and submit an offer. And this is great. I've been trying to snag a couple where I literally will go find that person's dot btc because you can just look and highlight it 
and I'll send them a small amount of stacks, like one stack or two stack. And in the memo page, I'm like, hey, can I buy your NFT? And I have a 0% hit rate. It's also expensive. I'm wasting stacks, clogging the network. Now I don't have to do that. So Gamma has that built in. You can submit an offer and within that offer, you can leave a message. So you can kind of sell yourself on like, hey, I'm a really good guy. I'll take good, good, take good care of this NFT uh, and, then, and then submit that bid. So that's new. And then uh, you can also now sort not just by the usual high, low rarity, but you can filter by uh, different categories or different, you can add filters while you're sorting. So you can add a sort by high to low and under a thousand stacks before you can do that. So that's cool. And then they also drop some new features around um, clarity on minting. So if you go to a collection page and it's still currently minting, you couldn't tell before. You had to go to a separate part of the site, uh, which is at the crate portal, and you could say it would say minting now, these collections. But on the main site, it would just show as, you know, there's 70 pieces or 100 pieces that are live, and you could review them. Now, on the main site, you can see uh, if it's minting currently and click directly into that part of the site and partake if you hold the whitelist or if it's public mint. So props to Gamma, props to Byzantium. Uh, love to see the healthy competition of the marketplaces. Um, yeah, super dope. So next up on the list, we'll keep it going. Like I said, there's there's some nuggets this week. We got a lot. Uh, Ryan Shea, which is the co-founder of Stacks. Um, I've always heard that name. Didn't really see him much. It seems like he just kind of like went and did his own thing for a while. He's back now. The boy's back. Uh, he's also joined Stacks Ventures as a board member. So he'll be advising and helping teams. Um, obviously, I work there. I haven't heard much more than besides the tweets that go out. I have not met the man yet. But uh, cool to see the co-founder of Stacks coming at coming back into the mix and uh he's also been hitting the ground running as far as improvement proposals so there's been two that he's kind of like started on the stacks forum one is about the staking stacking mechanism and one is about minor decentralization and i mean the miners has been one for a while where we've seen between five and nine miners pretty much the entire time i've been in stacks for the past year and it's hard to say that you're a decentralized chain when there's less than 10 people that run this entire network. So it never sat well, um, even though the the videos I've seen and some of the answers I've seen people give in response makes sense. Um, the network is working. Uh, it's something that's got to be fixed. And so there's a whole dialogue going on on the Stacks forums on the pros and cons of what currently exists, what can be changed without hard forking, um, you know, all that. So if you want to get in the nitty gritty about mining, stacks mining, and decentralization, you're going to love that thread. There's like 90 replies as of right now, and it's all just the, the high-tech nerdy big brains going at it. So check that out. Moving on, Web3 Week just concluded. Uh, the past three days, there's been conferences going on pretty much most of the day. The first one was 
It's NFT, which is about what it sounds like uh, NFTs, but specifically in investing and trading them. The second day was the GameFi and Metaverse Conference, which uh, he was headlined by Neil Stevenson giving an amazing interview. He's the author of Snow Crash, invented the word Metaverse, but yeah, so that was cool. And then today, Unmutable went on, which was the Web3 Music Conference. And uh, yeah, I won't deep dive into any specifics. One, because I was busy doing sax venture stuff so i didn't get to participate too much but there was just a ton that went on there was two stages across both the all three days i believe and uh yeah but they are on youtube you can rewatch them you didn't you're not going to miss out on anyth anything uh just a few more now we're, al we're almost there we're on the home stretch if you want to be if you want to stay ahead on what's coming down the pipeline especially with the upcoming Demo Day and Cohort 2 uh, companies coming to light, you'll want to be following Zero Authority DAO. And you, a lot of you probably already do, but I just peeked at their page again because uh, I was just came with, curious what they've been working on. And they've been inter interviewing all of the Cohort 2 teams. So uh, if you go to Zero Off DAO on Twitter, just type that in. And just look through their page. I mean, just just take a scroll, like scroll for a little bit, see what catches your eye. But pretty much every single team in cohort two has either already been interviewed or will be interviewed in the next two weeks. And so, if you want to get a good pulse of the twenty plus teams that are coming out of that that next uh, cohort, Zero Authority DAO is the place to go. So, highly recommend their content. They've been doing killer interviews, and I just had to give them a little plug. Um, because there's a ton of stuff going on. It's hard to keep track of it all. It can get lost in the Twitter algorithm. So if you want to scroll for a second, uh, maybe, maybe find that massive tweet thread that Trevor posted a month and a half ago of introducing the cohort two teams and then just read the summaries and go, hmm, okay, that one sounds interesting. Maybe that one and that one's kind of cool. And then go to Zero Authority DAO and find the interview of that person and you can just spend the next hour learning about the stuff that's coming to stacks and bitcoin in the next six to 12 months all right two more things and um this one i think will be big over time and that is no code clarity and that is that's the name of the company and plugin so no code is this kind of movement where you've seen it with website builders so if you've ever done you use Squarespace or you use Wix or one of those, uh, they abstract a lot of the hard coding stuff of learning HTML and CSS, and they give you what's called the what you see is what you get builder, and you just drag and drop things, and they handle all the code in the back end. And so this would allow regular people like me and you to spin up a good-looking site for our business by just paying 15 bucks a month and using this really easy-to-use interface. Uh, no code clarity is trying to do that for clarity. So there's a application called Bubble, and Bubble is a no code website, kind of like how you'd use a, a, a drag and drop website builder. It's kind of what it feels like, but it has a ton more functionality in the back end. So you can add a button, and then you can add uh, if this then that features, or if someone clicks this and types in their name, add it to this database. Um, if they're logged in, check that database and then 
show this info on this part of the site. So you can start to build very interactive websites using Bubble. It's, it has a pretty steep learning curve, but it's a lot easier than learning JavaScript and the like. So they just released and it officially went live on Bubble in their plugin store and it's free to use, uh, no code clarity. So now you can actually launch a very basic MVP and integrate with the Stacks blockchain using Bubble, using this plugin. So uh, there's a lot more coming from them I've heard, lots of tutorials, lots more features, but I think you're gonna see, there's always, there's always a, a place for high-end devs. I mean, Squarespace and Wix and all of these hasn't made being a developer any less relevant. If anything, it's made it more relevant. They, they, they kind of take the easy stuff out and there's always a, a need for middle and top tier people. And I think you're gonna see that with no code clarity and bubble where if you have a very basic, basic idea, like a NFT mint site, like you don't need that much to add there. You have a button, you enter in a whitelist and you give like a tally of where the mint is currently at. Like there's three, four functions you can add. You can make that super easy, add a background and you don't have to go to Gamma or Byzantian or hire someone yourself to do your special launch. You can just do it through, through Bubble pretty easy. So I think that's gonna be big over time. Something to look out for, no code clarity and uh, yeah, on Bubble. And then the last one, I didn't deep dive into this one, but I'm just gonna place it here because somehow I forgot it or I missed it. But DeWalker, the CTO at Hero, posted a blog post three weeks ago. So it just like went under the radar somehow for me on Taro. So Taro was announced at Bitcoin Miami and it was proposed by the Lightning Labs team, which created a specification for Lightning. And it allows assets other than BTC to be on BTC. So this could be a stable coin, an NFT, uh, altcoin, shitcoin, like all the above. Um, so he deep, he deep ish dives into what Taro is. And back when it was announced, there was a little bit of fear that Taro and Stacks might be at war with each other. And he just gives some points on how this is a positive sum game and what makes Bitcoin stronger makes Stacks stronger. Taro can probably be integrated into Stacks in some way. Uh, so yeah, that was a good blog post. I'll link that below as well. I just wanted to bring it to your attention because if I missed it and I had my nose to the ground pretty well, uh, there's a good chance you missed it too. So that's it. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of This Week in Stacks. And uh, yeah, one one small ask. If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this, please do. It super helps. Like. Nobody likes trying to show for the algorithm, but if we're gonna get the word out and you wanna help me get to the top, uh, that is one of the ways they check it is. They wanna see that this podcast is getting listened, people hear the whole episode, but also when they do, do they rate it well? And so that's that's uh, good to hear. Um, <laughs> so if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be fantastic. I will love you forever. And uh, that's it. Actually, that's all I got for this week. So I love y'all. I'll see you in the next episode. And yeah, peace.
Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now. I've been trying to figure out a way.